Hello, and welcome back to Should I Call a Therapist? This is Jane Margaret. We are just about to go for the weekend to Las Vegas, and that gets me thinking about all the previous times that we've been. I love Las Vegas, and unlike other people, I I do see the gross parts. I mean, I'm not blind to the gross parts. I just choose to overlook them, and I like to stay at the Bellagio, and... I am comfortable hanging out in the room. I've got this little, uh, I'll give you an insider pro tip. I have this little thing that I like to do where I like to walk over to CVS, which is across the street from the Bellagio. I like to buy a bottle of decoy wine, uh, Cabernet, and some honey roasted nuts. And then I keep that in the room. The rooms have um, a mini bar. And inside the mini bar, they also have a corkscrew and they have nice glasses, wine glasses to drink out of. So I like to keep a bottle of wine and peanuts or, you know, nuts, mixed nuts in the room. So then you can um, watch. Um, we get a fountain view room. So I like to watch the f- show. And I think it starts at 3 p.m. On the At least on the weekends, it does. It starts at three and then it's every 15 minutes. And so you get a new show every 15 minutes and the water show and at the Bellagio. The other part is that on the TV, there's a television station that you then get the music. So you get the coordinating show. I mean, you can watch the show from your room, have your own drinks. I mean, you could also just have water and Cokes, but have your own drinks in your own room. And maybe this time I'm going to add iced tea, drinking less now so maybe i'll have like iced tea because i just drink water out of this faucet i'm not bougie in that way but and then eat your peanuts and watch your show so i think that's fun last time i was there i even just watched tv i watched the um i think it was the casey anthony it was one of those it was on lifetime it was one of those um it wasn't Casey. Oh, no. It was Gabby Petito. I watched the Gabby Petito Lifetime movie, and I had never seen it before. I know that's a little bit old. Not that old, but um, maybe like a year old. I had never seen the Lifetime movie. Whoa. I had no idea what that boyfriend was like. So anyway, that was fun to see. But yeah, I watched that in the room in Las Vegas. And I mean, the beds are so comfortable and I like the bathrooms and I like all the um, shower amenities that to me, it's just fun to stay in a hotel. Sometimes we bring Kevin. Uh, This particular time, we're not bringing Kevin. And overall, it's just going to be a fun time. We're really looking forward to it. We're going to go see, um, we've got a few dinners planned out and we're going to go see the Beatles love because the Mirage has been purchased by Hard Rock and Hard Rock is still deciding what they're going to do with the hotel, but that sh- the Mirage as it stands today is not going to exist and um, probably the fate of that show is in question. So Bryce loves the Beatles and he loves that show. So that's what we're doing for him. And, um, that's it. I'm, oh, and it's a Lunar New Year. And so I'm excited because their gardens are always so gorgeous. I love, oh, I make a million trips downstairs to the garden. I love to smell the flowers. I love to see the display. 
And I feel like every single time you walk through there, it's a different, uh, something else sticks out. Last time I was there was fall and the giant gourds and pumpkins that they had on display, in addition to all the flowers, were gorgeous. I loved it. So um, as someone that loves yards and exteriors, that's a fun garden to walk through. And I've got a little walk that I like to do. Well, I'm going to tell you that next. Because really the point of this podcast today is not to give you my itinerary to Las Vegas. The point of this podcast today is to tell you Alexis's favorite story, the Alec Baldwin story. And it seems like in preparation to go to Las Vegas, this story is always on my mind. (laughs) And um, I've seen a few celebrities in Las Vegas. Uh, One time I got into the elevator with Danny Romilotti from Young and the Restless. I cannot remember his actual name. Danny something. And um, this girl got in, that was at Caesar's Palace. And I think it was my sister and I, it might have just been me by myself. But um, we got into the, we a group of us got into the elevator and this woman, I didn't even see him. I never see, so I'm probably next to celebrities constantly and I never ever see them or know it's them. And we got into the elevator and this girl screamed. She sounded just like my cousin, Laura. My cousin, Laura, um, when she gets excited, gets a super high pitch. Um, it hurts your ears kind of voice. And this girl had that voice. She was like, oh my God, it's Danny Romilotti. She screamed in the elevator like, I mean, he was on Young and the Restless. It was Danny Romilotti. It's not Bill Clinton. I don't know. I don't know who it would be that it would make me scream like that. No one. I've stood next to Regis Philbin and had no words. I... Yeah. Anyway, she screamed crazy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. And I looked at him. I'm like, hey, man. (laughs) And I was an avid Young and the Restless. Kate and I were Young and the uh, avid Young and the Restless watchers. So I knew everything about him. I was like, hey, man, cool to see you. And he's like, hey, he got off. I thought she was going to pass out dead, that girl. And he said, hello, how are you? But that was it. He was so, it was morning. And he had a hat on and he probably just gotten his coffee. That's what we had done. Okay. Back to Alec Baldwin. Um, okay. At every dinner party, by the way, I just want to say this shout out to Alexis because at every dinner party, Alexis is like, and I never remember this story ever. I mean, I have so many stories. And so this isn't normally on the top of my list, but um, at every dinner party where Alexis and I are together, she says, tell them that story about Alec Baldwin. Like, oh, oh yeah. And then I jump into it. Usually I like to wait for a segue for a story, but I mean, if it's going to be called out on demand, of course I'm going to oblige. So here we are. I don't know the year. I know I know it was a time when Alec Baldwin was single. Thirty, He was on 30 Rock, and I don't know any more than that. The um, or Maybe he wasn't even on 30 Rock. This could have been before 30 Rock. I don't know when that show came out. So all of this is unclear. I have no idea what year this was. But we, my sister and my mother and I, were in Las Vegas. And Kate and I would take my mother to Las Vegas 
Um, I don't know how many times we took her, but let's just pretend like we took her three times. And we always had a great time. We had so much fun. And it'd be a little bit stressful for Kate and I because my mom is not a huge drinker. She is definitely not a gambler. And so, I mean, we're, you know, both. So we would have to rein it in, which we did an excellent job. She always was, she was down for whatever we were going to do. But the thing is, she's not independent. So you couldn't send her back to the room. This will come up later in the story. So we are there. We take her for our walk. And this is where the walk comes in. I still do this walk today. We took her for the walk. I don't remember where we were. Oh, I do know. We were staying at Paris Hotel. And we took her for the walk. And it was, um, what we do is we go up the strip to Fashion Show Mall, which is across the street from the Wynn. So we walk up there. We, I usually put $100 in my pocket, so then you can walk into the wind. We walk up one side of the street, so usually we would walk up the Caesars Palace, um, Mirage, Treasure Island side of the street to the mall. Then sometimes Kate and I would stop, have lunch, depending on what time it was, at the food court at the mall. So then you could have just like an easygoing, not expensive lunch, you know, Sabaro pizza or something simple, a burger, something easy like that, not at a restaurant, just at the food court, and then walk back. And usually on the walk back, we'd be on the opposite side of the street, usually the wind side of the street. And then I know this particular day, I remember it so clearly, this particular day we stopped into the um, Venetian. The Venetian was kind of new, and my mother had been to Europe not that long before and so she was so excited (laughs) now she didn't go to venice she only went to paris and london but it still made her think that she was in europe watching those gondoliers take their little boats down the down the um canals though she loved that what listening to them in la 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 sing and all that so anyway um but i know that we played at the Venetian because I was doing pretty good and they were ready to go and I needed to stand up. So I think we played cards and she would play cards like that. Like if you could get three spots and no one else was sitting at the table, then you could convince her to play because then we could just tell her what to do. So she kind of liked that. She enjoyed slots because she is a, um, she had been a receptionist. So she knew how to operate machines and do that kind of stuff. So Anyway, um, but I mean, she didn't like to waste a lot of money. So it wasn't like she was going to put $100 down. She put $20 down. So then we needed to find, this was years ago, because we would find maybe a $5 table or a $10 table, something like that. So there we were at the Venetian. We kept on our walk. My mother was talking about some weight loss that she wanted to have. This was years ago. So she, now she's a teensy tiny lady. She's shrinking in height and in weight. So anyway, but, uh, she had told us that and we had fun conversations and then we went back to the room and my sister introduced us to Nancy Grace. My mother and I had never heard of this lady and she was on there just blah, 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 blah. And we were mesmerized. And finally at four o'clock, my sister's like, um, 
we need to start taking our showers and get ready for the evening. And my mom and I were like, well, we're busy. We're watching Nancy Grace. (laughs) She'd created monsters. So we went to see, and I don't know that that night, I don't know which show. We went two different times. One time we went to see Bette Midler, and one time we went to see Celine Dion. I'm going to say that this was Bette Midler, but I don't actually know, and it doesn't matter. We went over to Caesars, and we saw either Bette Midler or Celine Dion. And I feel like it was Bette Midler because Kate went with us to see Bette Midler. And Celine Dion, she stayed in the casino at Caesars the whole time. But I'm pretty sure she came with us. So anyway, we go to dinner. We do that. And um, the dinner is a whole different story. And I'll tell that one sometime. But this, I mean, for the constraint of time, it, if Kate, if you're listening, you're going to know that I left out the dinner part. But that's a whole separate story. So anyway, um, we are now uh, at the end of our evening. We have um, gambled at Caesars. We've walked back to Paris. And the night is late. And we decide... Oh, and I think we're just going to play it Paris. I mean, I have a feeling. So we do get back to Paris. And I think we were playing there for a while. And then um, we decide to play craps. I look at my watch and it is late. And remember when I told you my mother is an independent, so she will not go up to the room by herself. Even I totally get where those casinos are mazes and yeah, Kate and I have way more experience navigating those hotels. My mom's just kind of blindly walking. She doesn't commit the location of our room to the elevators to the casino floor. Like she doesn't commit. You know how when you get somewhere new and you commit to knowledge or like you to, to commit to memory, the exits and how you get in and how you get out and your route. No, she completely, my mother completely depends on whoever she's with to get her to the next spot. So there we are. We're downstairs. It's 1.30 in the morning. And the, um, Kate is, we're playing craps. Kate is on, so think of a craps table as real long, you know, as a rectangle. Kate is on the farther side of the rectangle than we are. We're each at either end of the table, the shorter sides of the rectangle, if that makes sense. I'm trying to paint the picture for you, but Kate's on the farther side of the shorter end of the rectangle, and then we're on the opposite, if that makes any sense. And um, there's people in between us, and you know, obviously, but it wasn't a super crowded table. It was not crowded. Um, I don't know how many spots are at a craps table, but let's say that it was 40% full, maybe even 30% full. It was pretty empty. And, I mean, it's late. And here comes the cocktail girl. And so she goes to Kate first, and I see Kate order a drink. And I'm like, I kind of want a Coors Light. So she comes around to our side of the table, and I said, and I was kind of being obstinate because I really wanted my mom to go up to the room. I was done babysitting. I was done watching out. And Kate always made it to where I was the one in charge of mother. So I always had to make sure she was happy, make sure she was entertained, make sure that everything was fine. And we, we were copacetic on these kind of trips. So 
she's down with me, the cocktail waitress comes by and I'm like, yeah, I will have a, I'm going to have a Coors Light, please. And my mother said, oh, you know what? I would like a Coors Light also. And I looked at her and I'm like, mother, it is 1.30 in the morning. You're going to have a beer? And she's like, yes, Jane, I would really like a Coors Light. So the cocktail waitress walks off. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? So I say across the table, all the way across, she just ordered a beer. She just ordered a beer. And Kate's like, great, whatever. (laughs) I seem to be the only one rattled by this. I look next to Kate and there are these three guys and they're decently dressed, but they also look a little disheveled. And one of them looks exactly like Alec Baldwin. And so I'm staring and staring. And I've always had this way. Um, if I'm picking up someone, you know, like when I was single and I was picking up someone, I would make eye contact for uh, too long. And that was kind of my signal of, hey, I'm not scary to talk to. Come over here. I won't even look away when you look at me. That was kind of my go-to signal of I, you can come talk to me when I was single. So I do that to this Alec Baldwin lookalike. And I'm looking closer and closer. And the three guys he's with, um, let's just say that Alec Baldwin was 60 years old. No, I'm sorry, 50 years old. Because um, today he's 65. So let's say this was 15 years ago. I don't know what it was. But let's just say that he was 48, 55. The guys he, were, he was with were probably 38 to 40. And... That would be about, that would be a little bit older than me, but they were still like young guys. And they were all just kind of cutting up and playing. One was playing, and then two guys, the Alec Baldwin lookalike, and then one other guy were not playing. They were just standing there kind of observing. The same way my mom was. I was playing, Kate was playing on her end, and Kate's standing right next to these guys. And they're kind of talking to her, and she's talking back. And I mean, it was a fun table. We're having a great time. But I am staring at this Alec Baldwin. My like, God, that looks like him. Is that could that really be Alec Baldwin? And would he be that disheveled? Now let me paint the picture of what he looked like. He was wearing a sport coat and a button-down white um, shirt. The collar of his shirt. This is how I kind of knew it was him because the collar of his shirt. You know how one portion of the collar gets stuck underneath a man's jacket when they're not paying attention to detail. That is what he had. And so that's why I call it disheveled. Because I'm thinking, I mean, come on, get your collar out. Even I know. And so anyway, there he is. And I mean, there is this guy. And I'm staring and staring and staring. And we're playing. And I mean, time goes by. I would I would say we were, oh, here comes the waitress. Or, you know, I'm sorry, the, the cocktail gal. She comes by. She delivers our drinks. My mother and I are cheersing and drinking our Coors Light. And I don't know if we were winning or losing. I think it was kind of medium. And one of the guys, not Alec Baldwin, comes around to my mother and I, and he starts talking to me. And he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's your night? Um, Looks like y'all are doing pretty good. We must have been winning because he was like, looks like y'all are doing pretty good. And I said, oh, yeah, um, it's going great. I can't help but wonder... Is that is your friend Alec Baldwin? He looks so much like Alec Baldwin. 
And he's like, oh, I mean, even if it was, he'd never admit it. He gets that all the time. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he said, but yeah, he just, they look a lot alike. And I'm thinking, no, that is Alec Baldwin. Now, don't forget in the beginning, I said I hardly recognize people. But when I do, I do. And I knew it was him. So anyway, we continue on. And his friend is talking to us more. And we're just chatting him up. And my mother's talking. And I mean, we're having a good time. And so I think he kind of felt... He was maybe feeling us out to see how friendly we were, if we were weirdos, and we weren't. And so then um, Alec Baldwin comes over. He comes over to my mother and I, and I am like, oh my gosh, this is my chance. Um, I may have forgotten to tell you that I was married at the time. (laughs) And I'll tell you one person that didn't forget that I was married at the time, and that's my mom. (laughs) She was not going to forget, but I was willing to forget in that moment because I wanted to see what was going to happen. I mean, I would have never done anything with Alec Baldwin. Please, let's get real. I'm not that kind of person, but I did want to know what was going to happen, and if it meant... Um, going to a fancy dinner the next day or if it meant um, seeing one of the um, top floor suites and if we all went, I was going. I, I mean, yes, I wanted to see what was going to happen. He comes sauntering over and he said, hello. And he had that voice. And I said, oh, hi, how are you? And he's like, oh, I'm great. And it was totally him. I mean, it was his voice. It was him. And he was... A smidge messed up. I don't, I don't know if he was drunk or if he was just tired or what. I have no clue. I mean, I was probably, I was probably served and tired also. And um, he's just about to continue to talk to me, and my mother steps. I mean, and he is in my. He's not. I mean, he's in my personal space. He was not touching me. He didn't have an arm on my shoulder or anything like that. But we were about to have a conversation. We were that close. And my mother steps in between us and says, I loved you in, and then she names an obscure movie. I just asked her recently what the name of the movie that she mentioned to him was, and she cannot remember. It was super obscure. And she said, I loved you in such and such. And he kind of lit up like, Oh my God, she knows who I am. And she said, and he goes, I'm not him. And I was like, mother, what are you doing? And he disappeared. He disappeared into thin air. And I am not kidding you. I don't know what happens to these celebrities in these hotels, how they get whisked away so fast. All three guys were just gone, completely gone, disappeared. It, it was as if he fell through a trap door in the floor because I looked up after she said that. I'm like, mother, what are you talking about? I've never even heard of that. And then I look and he is gone, completely gone. I could have intercepted that whole mess that he's in now with this Baldwinitos and the wife that doesn't know the word cucumber on the Today Show who grew up in Boston, by the way. And, um, I mean, I guess I couldn't have intercepted any. <laughs> oh, 
called it. See, I am delusional because I couldn't have intercepted any of this. I was married. <laughs> what was going to happen? A decent proposal? No. <laughs> so funny. I am so delusional. <laughs> But it makes for an awesome story, and I am so excited to go to Las Vegas this weekend. I cannot wait to see who we see. My sister saw um, Robin Williams at the craps table again at the Bellagio. It was her and um, Linda. It was her friend Linda and Linda Robles, and um, they were at the craps table, and here comes Robin Williams, and he was with the gal... um, I totally know who it is, but I don't know her name, but um, super nice lady. And his wife was there too, but his wife wasn't playing. And um, they were playing and yelling and having the best time. And then he stuck his paw. I wasn't there, so I'm hearing this story secondhand. But he stuck his paw down on the table to make adjustments to his bet. And my sister goes, oh my gosh, you are hairy. <laughs> and he's like, what do you think? They make this stuff up? Of course I am. <laughs> so sweet. Anyway, we are excited for our trip. And I'm sure there will be plenty to tell you after that. And um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Take care. And um, don't forget a five-star rating. Thank you. Okay, chat soon. Bye.